your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Okay, this is the great thing about fixing a pushy horse. You don't actually fix it. It's not really something that you fix. This is a prime example of something that you set up and let the horse fix it himself. So let me give the a real common example that I use. Let's say... Let's say your horse is standing still and you want him to back up. So you're going to gather up the reins. Then you're going to start to draw back on him to some amount. You know, it's different depending on the horse. Okay, well, let's say he just starts rooting with his nose or he walks off and he just kind of pushes right through your hands. Well, what you'll notice is every rider that has a horse that does that, watch their hands real carefully. When the horse does start pushing, they will do the opposite of what they need to do, meaning they will allow their hands to stay light and pliable, and they'll do the same thing with their arms. So basically, they let their hands and arms be a rubber band, and the horse just pushes on that to where what they need to be doing is locking their hands down and basically turning their hands into like a fence post that's buried in eight feet of concrete so meaning it is unyieldable that way when the horse takes a hold and goes to push he's just pushing on himself now if you just kind of lock your arms down and make it to where he's just running into his own pressure at some point there will be even on the worst ones at some point there will be a moment to where He either stops if he's walking and or if he's rooting really bad, there will be a brief moment where he's not rooting. At either one of those moments, you need to throw the reins to him and give him a full release. So after repeating this kind of thing, that horse will very quickly get to where they stop pushing on themselves. See, there's a there's a pretty big difference in the human pulling on the horse and the human just becoming an unyieldable wall and the horse pulling on himself. Okay, so if you can kind of be the latter of those, then that's going to allow the horse to learn. It's going to allow him to use his own mind and experiment and kind of hang himself more or less. And it will actually allow him to learn instead of just trying to make him not be pushy. So, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of horse it is. It's always going to feel better for there to be no pressure on the bit than some amount of pressure on the bit. So, when people feel that their horse is really pushy or that he likes to push through or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, none of that is what it is. It's just that they've accidentally taught him that pushing through it is a way to get release from it where you kind of need to be doing the opposite of that. So it's the ability of the rider to set their hands 
and B, unyieldable. So basically it's like the horse is trying to push into a brick wall. It's not going to yield, right? So, uh, when you can, when you can get to where you're kind of good at that, that's, it's really that simple for fixing that while you're on the horse's back. Now, the other half of that is being able to hang in there with that set handset until the horse does something desirable, whether it's backing up or stopping, you know, he's even if he only backs one step or even half a step, if he even shifts his weight back, you could release him. Uh, it's the timing of the release. See, so anytime a horse is rooty or pushy, we just know that that horse thinks that maybe that's the way to get released. So he's not sure enough that the way to get release or avoid pressure altogether is to not push through that real light one ounce pressure that you initially may try to use to get him to stop or back up or soften at his pole or anything like that. So now let's talk about on the ground. On the ground is pretty much the same thing. Now there are some scenarios to where if your horse isn't real consistent and sure about how he's supposed to be when he's around a human on the ground. There's some scenarios where it's just too much to work against and you're better off to just let him kind of like trot circles around you as you lead him back to the other horses or the barn or something like that. So one of the examples, I'll give you an example. We were at a clinic a while back and this guy had this big black horse. And that horse was so buddy sour to the other horse that was back at the trailer. When he went to lead the horse back, the horse just kept running past him and pushing on him. And uh, he kept trying to stop him and back him up and make him stay back and not push. So I told him, I said, hey, man, in this scenario, the best thing you could do is just kind of let him trot circles around you as you lead him back to the trailer. When you get him back to the trailer, probably work him for a little bit. Uh, and then later on, you know, in a couple weeks, when you take all this stuff home and really start working on it, he'll be a lot easier to manage, and you might actually stand a chance of leading him back and having actually having more, you know, like real control of him where he's not pushing on you're running up behind you're running past you but in that scenario there was just too much to work against so there are some scenarios like that uh now if the horse is kind of in a neutral mind frame and he's he's not like freaking out wanting to get back to the trailer or the gate or you know spooked at something or anything like that that's kind of when you should work on these things because that's when you have the most chance of starting to change the horse's way of doing things, way of thinking. So assuming he's in just kind of a normal, neutral state of mind, uh, the biggest thing about having a horse not be pushy on the ground, it's very simple. It's being able to have a horse stop his feet before he gets really close to the human's body. If you can do that, and even better, if you can stop them and then have them back up and yield away, 
the better you can do that, the more easily you're going to be able to prevent future pushiness and correct current pushiness. And that's really all it is. A common mistake is when somebody's leading a horse, they stop. And then the horse takes like four more steps. Well, by the time the horse gets stopped, he's kind of right there on you. So, you know, a, a really good scenario would be he stopped the instant you did. So right before you go to stop, look over your shoulder and kind of be ready with your lead rope or your flag or just waving your hands or stepping towards him or whatever you need to do to where if he doesn't stop right when you do, you immediately turn around and back him up a little bit and kind of say, hey, dude, you should have paid more attention. Uh, and this is kind of a different topic, but it's just something worth mentioning. As far as an inattentive horse, you'll never see a horse that has really good groundwork and is also inattentive. They can't do both at the same time. So if you get your horse really good at leading around and stopping right when you do and all that, well, see, he's got to have a pretty good amount of his attention on you to be that synced up with what your feet are doing to kind of match them. So it's almost like, you know, in a lot of scenarios, somebody would say, hey, how do I get him to pay more attention while I'm on the ground? Usually the answer is become more interesting than whatever is distracting him by giving him some challenges, some things to do, some things to think about. So like all of the groundwork exercise in the virtual clinic, but, uh, that all goes into, you know, a horse learning not to be pushy and having a clear understanding of where that line is at, whether you're on the on his back or on the ground. So those are some things to think about. Now, this, like a lot of other things, is really helpful if you can have a visual of it. So like if you if you go on to buckroocrew.com and then go into the like the groundwork section of the virtual clinic. We talk all about this. Uh, you can go into the video index and search uh, groundwork or leading or respect. There's this thing where we have a respect test, and it's like four or five little things you can do while doing groundwork with your horse to kind of see where he's at. And the only reason we used respect is because we couldn't really come up with a better word, but better a better wording of that would be, how to test your horse's clarity and understanding of how he needs to be when he's on the ground around a human. But anyways, there's all kind of uh, visual, like actual videos for all the stuff we're talking about. So feel free to go check that out, and I uh, hope that helps you out, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.